This is the Side Hustle Show with Nick Loper, episode 63, the eight income streams I'm working on right now. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your nine to five may make you a living, but your five to nine makes you alive. And now your host, Nick Loper. Hey everybody, Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show. This is episode 63, the eight income streams I'm working on right now. It's a special Friday edition of the show. It's just me behind the mic going through some of the things that I'm working on in my in my business, and um, hopefully you can get some takeaways from that. And I want to pose the question to you uh, right off the bat, is how many income streams do you have? How many sources of income do you have? For most people, I believe they're only going to have one or two. Typically, their job and maybe an investment property or like a dividend-paying stock. And my theory is this is inherently risky, and we learned this the hard way during the recession, especially for millennials that were hit really, really hard with when unemployment spiked and we weren't able to find any other work. And so when we are relying on just one or two sources of income, when one of those stops suddenly or unexpectedly, uh, you know, we're in a world of hurt. And I've actually been in that situation myself right after I quit my job. I've told this story, I think, a couple times. Um, You know, it was all sunshine and unicorns in my mind. And then on day one of my, you know, quote, retirement from, uh, from corporate, the the bottom fell out. Google decided, hey, your, your site is no longer worthy of advertising with us. And for three months, I almost had you know, zero income where it had been, you know, a perfectly healthy history before that. So it was very, very stressful. I had to work to kind of get back into their good graces. And so I've um, made an effort to diversify a little bit since then to not rely on one source of traffic and one source of income. So that's what this show is all about. Now, uh, over the course of the past year, I've been fortunate enough to add several new income streams to my, uh, you know, quote, portfolio as the, uh, you know, as the, as the chief side hustler here at Side Hustle Nation. I've got to take that role seriously in experimenting with some new ways to earn money um, online, offline, but aside from a traditional job. Now, on, on one hand, there's a school of thought that says focus, uh, you know, the, the, <laughs> the pursue the path that's most likely to succeed. And, and even though it looks like I'm running in a, in a million different directions, I think I am doing that focus thing. It's just that my, by nature, my focus is spread in a lot of directions. However, I think there's, the, there's a common theme here that all these projects are, are moving me towards that goal of being financially free. And hopefully through, through the blog and the podcast and some of the case studies and experiments, hopefully they're bringing you along with me. That's what it's all about. Now, ultimately, the dream is going to be you know, multiple streams of, quote, passive income, right? And now, not all, not all of these that we're going to talk about are very, uh, are very passive. And I'm okay with that right now because I'm, I'm young. I don't mind the work. And actually, if, if I didn't have anything to work on, I would probably be, be bored and be looking for another project. Anyway, so uh, number one is, or income stream number one is affiliate marketing. Now, this has been my, my main hustle for, for you know, f- six years since I, since I quit my job. Um, and unfortunately my kind of like my historically top earning website has been, has been really struggling lately. And again, you know, when, when this first happened, when it first went down in, you know, right after I quit my job, this was cause for some major, major stress. I I think I still had hair that summer. It was bad news. 
And, you know, it's a perfect example of why it pays to uh, diversify. So affiliate marketing always has a, uh, a warm place in my heart because that was my, you know, my first side hustle. It allowed me to quit my job. Um, and, you know, and it continues to be a part of my portfolio today. Uh, so that's number one. Number two is Kindle publishing. And I'm not a, you know, an expert author or I'm not really writing any bestsellers, although the, the Work Smarter book did do really well at the launch and enjoyed a, a brief stint at the top of the, uh, you know, business category rankings on Amazon. Um, I'm, I'm pretty high on Kindle publishing because I believe everybody has a book in them. I think it makes sense to to have something for sale in the world's largest store just like by having something up there if it's if it's good people tend to find it and it's pretty awesome now self-publishing on amazon super easy to do you can introduce your work to a massive audience overnight i don't know what the figure is but it's been thrown out maybe 100 million you know verified credit card accounts it's it's definitely a store that you want to have some shelf space in um i originally got into the 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 book writing game two summers ago as a, I thought it would be an authority builder. I didn't expect to really sell very many copies, but there's no, there's no better measure of expertise than, than saying, Hey, I wrote the book on the subject, right? So that's what it was all about for me. But month after month, you know, those books continue to sell and I've added uh, a few more titles to my portfolio there and generate a small, uh, a small income each month. And, and actually the last couple months, it's been pretty well. Cause uh, like I said, that work smarter book has done pretty well. If you want to check it out, it's worksmarter.co. It's a collection of the, the online resources that, that entrepreneurs are using today to kind of get more done, be more productive and, uh, and achieve their goals. Pretty cool stuff. Um, so that's number two. Number three has been peer-to-peer lending. So I know that Lending Club is kind of the you know the the leader in this market. But I started, I didn't really know about them, so I started with Prosper.com uh, maybe three and a half years ago, and the account has earned pretty healthy returns. Kind of I'm talking like low double-digit returns, not anything crazy, fifty percent plus, um, but you know twelve, thirteen percent in most cases. And I, you know, so I've actually added more funds to my account each year because it kind of spins off a nice positive cash flow each month. And I've recently started using a tool called uh, Lending Robot to kind of automate that because it was it was tough for a while to find attractive loans to lend on because you know as the demand has grown for these uh, high interest notes, so has the competition amongst amongst lenders. So I've been using a new tool called Lending Robot to help uh, help buy up some of those more attractive or, or in theory, the ones I think will have a higher return. But, um, you know, if you want to check out more on peer-to-peer lending, my experience with it, definitely check out the blog, uh, sidehustlenation.com. I've got a few, a few posts on it there. Um, so that's number three. Number four is Fiverr. So, so this is um, almost a year into my career as a Fiverr seller. And uh, it's, it's been a ton of fun. Like, it's a fun side hustle, right? After hearing the, the incredible story of the Fiverr seller who was able to buy a house with his Fiverr earnings in under a year on the site, and, and I should, full disclaimer, my earnings are nowhere near here, but I, I knew I had to try it out. And if you want to check out that podcast, it's episode five of the Side Hustle Show. Um, still, to this day, the most popular episode of the show. So what I did, I started out selling uh, one of my books and then eventually got brave and, and began, began doing these quick like five-minute video site audits for people. And they were, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, quick screen record videos, you know, my initial reactions to the site. And it, it was a ton of fun. I ended up 
kind of randomly waking up one morning, getting a flood of orders and found out that it had been featured on the homepage. It, it was a lot of hustle to d- deliver all of those. But it was fun. Like, it gets you thinking, like, what could you sell for $5 and and how can you scale that out? Because Fiverr is all about the upsells. Like, what where else can you do to add value to these customers? And actually, this month, have been working on closing a couple of four-figure deals that will come through, um, hopefully, that will come through Fiverr. Um, you know, those will be broken up into several, several gigs because I, I don't have the authority or have the, uh, you know, I haven't leveled up enough to charge that much in one gig. But we'll see what happens with those. I, th- I think that'll be pretty fun. Now, with the, uh, so that was kind of income stream number four. Income stream number five, and this is a modest one um, at this point, but the, the blog and the podcast have been another small revenue channel and probably are covering just enough to, to cover the expenses with them. So I experimented a little bit with sponsored posts. You saw one a couple months ago on, um, you know, starting a physical products business that was sponsored by UPS and uh, podcast sponsorship. Now, as the listenership grows, as the, you know, the trend on that is is really positive. So as the, listener, as the listenership grows for the podcast, there's some sponsorship opportunities that will present themselves there. And um, but one thing you know from from the blogging standpoint, it's important to remember that unless you have a huge readership, and really even for the podcast, unless you have huge download numbers, it's not likely to be a huge source of just kind of standalone advertising revenue, but can kind of feed into some of your other products and services as well. Now, um, I, and I think I've earned like you know twenty five dollars in in Amazon affiliate commissions through uh, through the side hustle blog you know so far this year. So um, I got that going for me as well. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you travel a lot for work or for a vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. 
So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. Um, income stream number six is uh, some personal side hustle coaching and also mastermind hosting that I've been doing through through Side Hustle Nation. And and this is the reason I kind of believe that blogging and podcasting, really any content marketing, are so important is kind of to make this initial connection, help out as many people as you can. And as as you do that, or as I do that, a certain percentage of, of readers, of listeners, kind of naturally seek out this higher level of engagement with you. And for me, the next logical step after you know six or eight months of doing this was to begin to offer side hustle coaching and consulting services through the site, as well as kind of start hosting a small private mastermind group. Now, this is not, um, you know, it's not anything to retire off of so far, but it's a ton of fun getting to work directly with with your fellow side hustlers and, and helping them make progress each week, each month on on their goals. It's been really, really fun. If you want to check that stuff out, uh, just visit sidehustlenation.com slash services. Now, number seven, income stream number seven, Again, not a huge earner yet, but I think a lot of potential on this platform is called Clarity.fm. Clarity.fm, it's a, uh, a by-the-minute consulting service where you can schedule calls with uh, subject matter experts in pretty much any field and just get your question answered, kind of like on demand. Um, so I naturally set up a profile as, uh, as an expert. It's kind of geared towards uh, outsourcing, kind of virtual assistant type content. Um, it's a dollar a minute, and I haven't adjusted that since, since signing up. I probably will move that upwards in a little bit now that I have a, a good base of call history and review history. Now, um, one thing you can do that's cool on Clarity is kind of import your LinkedIn recommendations, because when you're starting out, you're not going to have any reviews. But what they'll do is they'll count your LinkedIn recommendations as reviews, and there's just a little import button, and so that helped kind of seed my profile with a few uh, with a few initial reviews. Um, the The next income stream I have, this is number eight, is Udemy, u d e m y dot com. It's an online education platform, and I think we're actually going to dig into this. Um, either later this month or early next month on the podcast. I've got a, a really successful Udemy seller joining me talking about how he has built up his courses, how he's marketed them, uh, you know, pricing strategy, all this stuff. It's really, really good. Um, now, I'll be the first to admit, I haven't quite cracked the Udemy code yet. I've earned probably, actually, I just cracked $100. So I'm just over $100 in Udemy earnings in uh, you know, in, a, in the couple months that I've been active on the platform, and it spent I, it took me you know three probably a little over three days to kind of create and edit the videos for these courses. I've got two courses, one free and one paid, um, and it's not so far not a great return on time. But every sale that does come through is is passive at this point. It's you know just straight. You know, I don't have to touch it. I'll I'll go in and say. You know, thank you for joining me in this course. Any questions? Let me know. But other than that, not a lot of um, you know, a lot, not a lot of time being spent on there. One downside of Udemy is that they're super heavy into the discounts, and so if you price your course at fifty dollars, they're frequently running discounts for thirty, fifty. I've seen like seventy-five percent off. And if you're you know really valuing your brand, you know that kind of 
discount mentality might turn you off if you want to, you know, kind of maintain your pricing authority. Because, you know, I've, I've noticed that most of the customers come through on one of these coupon codes that they're offering. And you can opt out of it, but it seems like you kind of everyone plays this game so maybe you maybe the prices are like artificially inflated and then everyone uses the discount code so a little bit weird there but but that's one platform i see i definitely see some potential for down the road it's kind of like the kindle publishing and and maybe it's a little bit of a portfolio strategy as you build up more courses you build up more authority as an instructor you kind of start to uh, enjoy a little bit more uh, a little bit more sales on that platform so those are the eight platforms uh, or eight income streams that I'm working on for this year. And there's there's others that I could add. A friend of mine just sent me a note this week on uh, dog sitting. He said him and his girlfriend uh, have made $2,000 or maybe it was $3,000 in the last couple months uh, doing dog sitting on rover.com. It's fascinating stuff. It's like we're, we're actually puppy sitting right now. There's two, the two dogs are passed out on the couch right next to me. I was like, shoot, we're, you know, we're hosting dogs all the time. Maybe we could get into this dog sitting thing. Um, Airbnb is another one that I've, you know, tossed around, uh, you know, experimenting with. And if I do, I'll definitely share the results here, uh, on the podcast and on the site. Um, you know, maybe some real estate stuff, trying to figure out how, what other income streams can we add to these and grow the existing ones as well. And so now it's your turn. So I asked at the beginning, how many streams of income do you have? And now the follow-up question to that is, how many income streams would you like to have? What could you add to your portfolio to kind of diversify yourself, build a little bit more, um, you know, protection, financial security into your life? And, you know, there's, there's just so many ways you can earn money outside of your job. I'm, you know, I hope that I'm proof of that. Um, you know, a friend of mine provides SEO services for local businesses. I mean, we've talked about my, my wife's side hustle choice. Side hustle of choice is photography. And, and all you have to do is look through the side hustle show archives to find dozens of ideas that you could apply in, in your work or in your situation. So, uh, like I said, dozens of ways to, uh, to make a buck and, and build a little bit more financial freedom and security into your life. Now, even if you don't set out to replace your paycheck, just think of the impact an extra $100, an extra $200 a month could have. Like, what if you could pay your cell phone bill? What if you could pay your, you know, just your utilities or something and then work it, you just work it up from there. Maybe that means padding your your rainy day fund, your vacation fund. Maybe it means paying off your debt or your your mortgage years earlier. I know, uh, you know, one listener has mentioned um, my goal is to pay off my mortgage as quick as I can and essentially live rent free. Like that's so that's really exciting for me. So uh, let me know what you think in the comments at sidehustlenation.com/episode sixty three. The best way uh, to keep in touch with me and everything I'm working on is to join the Side Hustle Nation email updates at sidehustlenation.com slash join. It's free and I'll send you some sweet bonus material as well. That's it for the show. Until next time, go out there, make something happen, and I'll see you next week in episode 64. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com. 